Welcome to Scare Beer Hair, everyone. Don't dance. She's dancing her heart out for you. Is it episode 34? Good, because I think. 34. Why am I so bad at this? Like, I think I've got too many other numbers going in my head right now with, like, yeah. work and school and everything else. So I'm pretty sure it's four. Yeah. Guys, see, this is... I also don't like the sound of my voice. So 34. I listen to the ones, and then I binge listen to all of them. So I'm sorry, my listeners. I will try to keep my voice from going up at the end and speak more slowly. It's so 34. 34. Yes, we're episode 34. Wow. So welcome back, my friends, to episode 34. This um, podcast should be married with kids in a career by now. <laughs> I know. So if you guys heard, you know, our last episode, which was really fun. We I went down so a major excited. rabbit hole of, like... TV shows, but just the aliens. And I'm not going to lie. So when we were doing audience research for this episode, Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking of going back to aliens because there's just so much to cover and there's more and more coming. And because we're talking about aliens and also unidentified objects and and the air, you know, and what's going on like with drones or whatever. So people are like, not too sure, but there's a lot more things coming out and there's a lot more like scientists who are getting on top of this, like who are on getting on board rather about this whole topic. So again, that could be another episode. I thought, no, I don't want to get another million episodes. I know. So I didn't want to, you know, bombard you guys with another ghost episode because I'm going back to the roots. I want to go back to the haunted stuff. So, so I'm excited about my topic because I've been there a few times and it is a great part of our Fast and beautiful country, which is in BC. So grab yourself a beverage, beer, maple syrup lattes. <laughs> maple syrup lattes. Because they really are going Canadian. Just have you tried a maple? No, syrup. you don't like coffee. No, but they do maple syrup like like London fog teas. Like I that. had maple syrup popcorn. Can we go with that? Absolutely. There we go. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> so anyhow, before we go on, I guess I should just say, Beth, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, I'm, I'm just. Such a I'm all phone. excited about the alien topic because there's it's such a rabbit hole. But I oh. also I'm going to go back to our roots. I'm going to take us back to our favorite spot, Niagara. <gasps> what? And uh, talk a little bit of the history of a B and B there. Ooh, I yeah. love a good B and B. You do. It's just so dirty. So wrong. <laughs> so wrong. I just love myself a good B and B. So yeah, no, I'm excited. Beth is like, look at me, the good Catholic girl in her is like always like, oh, no. just shaking her head at me because I just sometimes say the most inappropriate things all the time. That's gonna be our new uh, new catchphrase, B and B. It's surprising that I have not been uh, let go of many jobs from my mouth <laughs> and just that things have come up before. Yeah, keeps it entertaining. You can get away with it. Yeah, I just sometimes I read the room, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just go throw caution to the wind. I'm like. Land where it may land. Just see where it happens. And I just play ignorant. I just play ignorant. I'm like, I didn't know. And then I blame that I work with kids all day. So I'm like, on like, oh, yes. Kid brain? Yep. Yeah, they say stuff all the time. They don't know what it means. It's it's fabulous. Okay, so that being said, would you guys like to hear a joke my student told me? I would love to. So cute. So this is like one of my students who's like, I, she's a lot wiser for her age. Like, she's Mm -hmm. only six years old but she's got the soul of a six-year-old because she just looked at me the conversations you have in like when yeah. i'm teaching i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty intimidated by this girl when i'm teaching because she just kind of gets this look of like judgment kind of a bit gotcha like you know just kind of like the judgment I'm like yes you're a six-year-old woman or grandmother or professor or some philosopher in the past life anyhow she's got this joke and she's like a little joke teller she just she does this joke and she's like what did the triangle say to the circle what you're pointless. Okay, that's awesome. 
And that was super cute. Because we just awesome. we started our unit on shapes. And so mm-hmm. she thought it was the best opportunity. And then of course the next day she brought her book of jokes. Oh. Which was the best thing. So that's adorable. So that was my week. That's so adorable. That's a good week. Yeah. That's a good week. Mm-hmm. Oh, Beth, I know. Sorry, guys, are you yawning? Those so are contagious. Why can't energy be contagious? I don't. I we don't. yawn because everybody else is yawning. It would just be awesome if you could be around somebody like a little mm-hmm. child who's got all this energy. This just absorb it. Absorb it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Not like a vampire, but just you know, like just get some of that little pick me up. Almost or like, like a vampire. <laughs> I want to be an energy vampire. We get hyped. They we, calm down. We work with too many energy vampires. I think there's oh. some people you just work with are energy vampires. <laughs> Anyhow, so I'm excited yeah. about to. It's gonna be good. Get back to our roots. Get back to our roots. Yeah. Because it's been a while, guys, and I just, I realized that, you know, we've kind of not fall off where no, we, we came from. kind of, we went on a different path for a while. Yeah. And so I just, I miss going to these places, and I, I'm really jonesed like, to go get my feet dirty back again in terms of, like, going out to somewhere haunted again just to, like. Yeah, go see how it is. Just to go, yeah. Just, I love Again, like it's like it's not so much for me. Like it's like oh, it's haunted. It's like the excitement. It's like going on a roller coaster, right? Uh, it's just I love it. So. Oh, and for those of you who are following our conspiracy theory train, <laughs> um, I saw not one but two nondescript white vans on my way to Grace's today. But on the upside, one of them was getting pulled over by the police. So, see, that's I our guarantee update. you that cop believes in the conspiracy he probably listens to our podcast i bet you he does and he knows he's like i'm gonna stop this before it gets to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so kudos to the police officer thank you yes so i just have to tell you really funny before i go yeah. into the story so those who my cousin in england she does like she's our avid listener she's mm-hmm. always sending us messages because people don't know again we in ontario the teachers we're on strike we're going through rotation strikes and we just had a strike i just had to tell you the funniest thing i just told beth and i just have to share with you guys if you guys don't have any teacher friends, and which is unfathomable to think that people, because like there's so many of us everywhere. <laughs> so anyhow, we're on a strike, and so it's quite funny. So we just had our second rotation strike, and it was funny as we're sitting, as we're striking. It's not the coldest day today, being February, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty damp outside. And we're out there for two hours. We're doing shifts, and this guy screams out, "He's like, go back to work, you lazy teachers!" And the best reaction of all the teacher friends, like, "Thanks!" We all start screaming, "Thanks!" It was like the most, you know, most oh. passive aggressive kind of like response to somebody who's so ignorant. Clearly, yeah, just say thank you. Just say thank you. So my base, I guess, my the point of the story is like, so when you meet somebody negative. Just shoot them some positivity. And just you just see how angry people get. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no need to be that aggressive or angry. No, I think that's the point. We've lost a lot. The ability to have discussions with people who have different opinions than we do. Yeah, because people just get so defensive and get angry. Yeah. So I just want to say, so if you have a friend, just say, thank you for finding a good fight. I was going to say, tell them to get back to work. Yeah, get back teachers. to work, you lazy teachers. And then I turned to my friend and I said, is that friend? I said, it's your fault. It's actually the probably yelling at me because I'm the one. I'm sitting there with my water. I'm like, what? So, yeah, that was it. That's yeah, my two cents. I feel like Lucy and Charlie Brown. Oh, psychology. Yeah, you know, just kind of a little. Instead of psychology. Yeah, that, oh, the Remember the Lucy? Yeah, yeah, psychology the, for five yeah, cents. I forgot about that. Mine's motivational oh, speaking for there free. You go. There you go. So, yeah, yeah so I'm going to be talking, like I said, my, I'm going to the West Coast this time. 
because we've been a couple times at the East Coast, so now mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go to the West Coast. Like the West Excellent. West Coast. And you said you're talking about Niagara Lake. Niagara and the Lake. Okay, so. Because, because we haven't covered that enough yet. Listen, okay, we've talked about this many times. There are so many great places in Niagara. It is such a big place, and there's just so, and it's so old, and because of the wars that happened out there, mm-hmm. so it's like a lot of hauntings out there. Yeah. A lot of ghostly apparitions. It's true. So, my story, I'm excited because. We have them everywhere. I guess in North America, it's a franchise chain. I'm going to be talking about the Old Spaghetti Factory in Gastown, BC. So if you guys have never been to the Spaghetti Factory. Is that still running in Toronto? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I believe so. Awesome. This would be on Front Street, around Front Street. I just remember you could eat in an old TTC car. Yeah. So, and it's funny because that's, well, you know, I've never been to that part. I've only been to the front part. Oh, okay. I've only been a few times, but it's been a long time. So, you guys are probably thinking who don't live in Canada, like, what is Gastown? So Gastown is this cool old part of BC. So I'm going to give you a little rundown of the history of it. So I got my so majority of my resources from online, gastown.org, which is great because it does give you the history about it. So Gastown was Vancouver's first downtown core and is named after Gassy Jack. And in <laughs> Gassy Day, I think it's pronounced Dighton. I laugh because it's a Gassy Jack and I laugh like it must have been that bean he ate. <laughs> And for those who watch The Simpsons, it's the quote from there. Mm-hmm. Gassy Jack was a Yorkshire seaman. I just, I'm so mature. A steamboat captain, a barkeep who arrived. Like, this guy had, like, wore many hats. So he was a seaman, a steamboat captain, and a barkeep who arrived in Canada in 1867 to open the area's first saloon. Oh. Not to be confused with a, like, salon. Because <laughs> I first read it, like, First salon. It's a first saloon. I know. <laughs> it could be both. They could serve drinks it, while getting bouffant. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be a trend right there. Like, hipsters would eat that up. We'll make, like, an old drink, like a really, like, absinthe-style kind of drink mm-hmm. where you kind of go blind one eye. But you're not going to notice because you have a bouffant, but you're worried about your eyesight. So that's okay. <laughs> the town soon prospered as the site of the Hastings Mill Sawmill, a seaport, and quickly became a general center of a trading and commercial on Bart Inlet as well as a rough and rowdy resort Ooh. for the off-worker and lodgers and the fishermen, as well as the crews and captains of many sailing ships. So you can imagine that place back in the day. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure uh, sanitation and overall hygiene was probably not the best, and it probably smelt. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, it would definitely be a wild spot to be, for sure. Yeah. I would love to be like a fly in the wall just to see what oh happened gosh. all the fights and the brawls that got in there. So that part of Gastown, or it was no bad, then Moodyville on the north side of the inlet, which was also funny because on the north side of that, so you had Gastown or Moodyville, mm-hmm. so which is like this hub, and the north side of its inlet, which is known as a dry town, which I would laugh because I'm like, oh, you just like, do you just like walk your beer over and you just right. cross the border? It's like, I stepped over the border. I'm in the wetland. Try that. Back and forth. It's like Hull in Ottawa. Uh, yeah. 18? 19. 18? 19. 19. Exactly. You can drink your way to your age. Right? When you're 18 years old, actually the cusp of your 19th birthday, you're straight at 18 and just walk in it. Yeah. Start at one bar 18 and walk out 19. That would be amazing. <gasps> what? Why did I not think of that when I used I? to uh, go up to Ottawa all the time? Or not? You know, kind of, uh, it's legal when you're 18 yes, in Ottawa. I is. mean, in Hull. It is Hull, yeah. In Ottawa. And uh, yeah, in Quebec is 18. That's why we all went there when we were 18 to Montreal to drink. So, again, the history of Gastown goes back. So, there was a great fire, Kelsa Breeze. <laughs> hmm, drunken, drunken people. Sailors, fire. Seem to go hand in hand in Canada. 
I would just like actually do a history of like the great fires, like the great truck and fires of Canada. We should. We should. Wouldn't that be a hilarious book? We should totally do this. Copyright, hashtagged, all done. Okay. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, copyright, copyright. Yeah. It's called the Great Drunk, the Great Drunken Fire. Oh my God! Light it up. A history of Canadian drunken fire. Yes. Accidental arson and drunkery in Canada. Oh my gosh! There'll be so many stories. Oh. Okay. If you guys have any stories, pass them to us. So, in 1886, the city fell victim to the Great Vancouver Fire, losing but all two buildings. Oof. The area was completely rebuilt and continued to thrive. Good old booze. Hastings and Maine was a traditional center of the town, and the foreshore became an important staging area with the North and West Vancouver Ferry and the Union of Steamships all docked there. So, I'm going to post this on our Instagram and Facebook so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about because there's actually old black and white photos you can see how the layout which is cool the map that's very cool so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give a really quick rundown so you guys understand what gas sounds about and so the kind of Give you the history of why mm-hmm. the old spaghetti factory may be active as it is. Because what happened? Then came the 1930s and the Great Depression. Depression. Why am I having a hard time saying the word today? Depression. Should have done one of those like vocal warm ups. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Can see those people. I don't know why it made me think of doing that. Gaston became a drink and life center. <laughs> this is the best. There were 300 licensed establishments within a 12-block area. Wow. A former Granville. So Granville is a good part of it. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like every <laughs> I, building. I know. It's not even like every other building. It seems like what, a 12-block radius. There were 300 drinking establishments. 300. Maybe there is a salon saloon already going because that's a lot of bars. <sighs> like, no, that is like, again, to that's go back in time. Lot. to Yeah, I know. So this is like during the Great Depression too, which is like craziness. Yeah. So after the Depression, the Great Gastown was largely forgotten neighborhood and the large part of the city fell into decline and disrepair. And it became part of a skid row area with the cheaper bar patrons and parlors and flop houses and loggers and hiring halls. So it was just like it became like really dodgy, mm-hmm. shady part of town. Right. So then in so now I'm gonna fast forward, like, you know, first from basically nineteen thirties, like the 70s and the 60s rather so in the 60s of this uh there was a gentleman like a businessman who basically wanted to you know basically restore the history of okay. Gastown and he kind of revived it a bit so he did a lot they actually opened a museum and almost like an art gallery kind of like oh, showcasing wow. this was in the 60s too right so he's yeah. trying to help really bring back the establishment to what it used to be the former glory but then the best in 1971 a riot broke out between the hippies and the police over marijuana or mar- over <laughs> marijuana. Okay. Marijuana. So I just love it. Like, yeah, smoke our joints. If you guys know BC at all for what it is today. Yeah. They're known for being potheads there. Like, they are notoriously known for being potheads. But so is Toronto. But yeah. more so BC. The association. Yeah. It definitely seems a lot more free-flowing out west coast. Well, it is. But I think to rumor. I not re- reputation Reputation. Wise. Reputation wise. Well, because you think about they're very granola like they're very nature based like there's mm-hmm. just so many parks and there's it's stunning. I love BC. It's absolutely gorgeous out there. Like just the there's so much to do like the hikes and mountains and skiing and you know you can do so much there. And then there's like just and really there's really not a lot to do after a certain well, time there. I'm like it just seems so pointless because it's legal now. We didn't need to get into a riot. It's all legal. Well exactly. And that, and that, but I love like it's but the most Canadian thing to do, the ride between over marijuana is like, no, man, give me back my joint. It's not war. It was marijuana. 
which is totally legit, which is funny because in Toronto, we have my friends from Australia staying with us and they were living here for a bit. And we were doing Nuit Blanche. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know what Nuit Blanche is, it's a night dedicated. And it's basically a 24, it was like a 48-hour art display. And it's like the city of Toronto becomes this one big art exhibit where different artists create these different like interactive like exhibits. And you walk through the whole streets of Toronto from basically 7 o'clock at night to like 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty. I used to go, but then the crowds got a little bit too much. They became a yeah. drunken debauchery and I kind of stopped after that is fair so the one time I brought my friends there we decided to walk around and my friend from Mr. Red turned to me he's like you know mate he's like he saw me like his thick Aussie axe he's like you know we love our pot back in Australia but like but holy crap it's like you guys openly smoke in here like it's like like yeah. cigarettes I'm like yeah like it's Toronto becomes such a like a pot culture like nobody's afraid anymore yeah and New Blanche is known to have a lot of college age students which I'm sure no these are full grown adults oh really yes. yeah yeah because again you're like we're like along Kensington Market area yeah. so a lot of people are just like you know openly yeah. smoking pot around there so people don't care it was the young people who were drinking that's what kind of yeah that does happen a lot that yeah. does happen a lot and I have a girlfriend that what she does the PR work for it so she works She's off for 24 hours doing that. And so just stories. I'm like, yeah, I stopped going about five years ago because I just, the crowds just got to me. So anyhow. They have open Nui Blanchise now, though. I know. So that's cool. Which is cool. But I like about the downtown one. You can literally walk all of downtown to get from one thing. You don't need a car. We just get off the subway. We just get off the, and it just go down. Anyhow. So I love the buildings. Oh, I love this. So. This is the, uh, so marijuana has gone into a uh, legend. Mm-hmm. The incident now public of the Woodward building, a throwback to the more serious postal office riot in 1938. So we had 1938 postal riots right. yeah. and then the marijuana riots. It's a very Vancouver thing to do. It's very Canadian. Wouldn't they be too chilled out to like yes. get riled up for the... Yeah, man. Just like, I'm thinking Cheech and Chung. That's what I... That's Tommy Chung is from BC. Is he from BC or what? No, he's from... I think he's from BC. Like, I'm pretty I'm pretty straight-laced. Like, I don't know. But I just like... I just have images of all these like super chilled people with bags of Doritos being like, yeah, oh. man. Well, that's why I laugh when people say that people who smoke in marijuana... And driving and like and up, you know, like they said, increases the violence. And like when they're talking about, you know, when they're yeah. first talking about bringing, you know, making marijuana legal in Canada, mm-hmm. people like people who don't know about marijuana mm-hmm. are making these assumptions because it's a very close minded. Like, no, marijuana is a gateway drug to everything. Like, no, marijuana is a gateway drug to Doritos and get a fat ass. That's what it is. Like, I have never met anybody who's gotten high yeah. and is angry. All they want to do is sleep. That's why medical doctors are prescribing this different doses for different things like for people with cancer treatment. I have a friend yeah. who is, has, who's going through cancer treatment and they yeah. gave her a prescription because that helps with her hunger. Yeah. And I have another friend who's going through the same thing. When he yeah. was going through cancer treatment, he was given it because it helps him. Yeah. So it's like, it all he said, it all it did for me, he's like, it gave me appetite and he gained his strength again. I love how political you got with that. I was just laughing with the idea of them being too lazy to riot. Yeah. They're too lazy to write. And like, they like to eat. The one thing somebody should do, and I already said this, mm-hmm. that they, somebody should open a, like a food truck and go around to university campuses and like in dorms, especially, you know, on a Friday, Saturday night when people are like getting high and drunk and just like go around and have like tacos and Doritos and ice cream. People make a killing off of that. It's like Uber. I was going to say that better. it's called Uber. <laughs> no. Uber, no, because you're not too sure. This way it's like a, you know, like a food truck with all like, essential munchies there you go entrepreneurs mm-hmm. right there so now it gets me to 
The old spaghetti factory. Talk about yes. food and munchies. I can go for a plate of spaghetti and meatballs right now. So good. So good. And garlic bread. <gasps> and a Caesar salad. And for Beth, a Caesar salad without dressing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's true. It's one of Beth's weird hangups. She doesn't like dressing. No. I love her no. to pieces. I really do. But I always laugh every time we go for dinner. Yeah. It's okay. I understand. Yeah. I just can I, can I tell the story that we would say that one time we used to work together and you come over and she pulls out a bag of salad and she just eats from her salad from the bag and the students kind of like she's like yeah I'm wearing dressing and she's like no don't like dressing she just continues to munch on it yeah that's, yeah, that's 100% me yeah. yeah I love it does anyone want my dressing I'm not using it actually I've, I've taken your dressing you have and I'm glad you did because then it doesn't go to waste yeah, mm. yeah. that's so good oh my god I can so go for like a Caesar salad right now dang it Beth now I'm hungry and I'm not even high I'm just hungry <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just hungry just hungry so the old spaghetti factory so this place is cool so just like we have in Toronto this one has a trolley in it yes Yes, I know. So the trolley was first installed in the restaurant 50 years ago, but a history dates back to 1904. Cue in the music. Well, Mr. Music. So you ask, why is it so haunted? Well, apparently this restaurant harbors, and I think it says five different ghosts wow. in this restaurant itself. That's five different ghosts. One of them that many people inside have claimed to see the train conductor helm, like at the helm of the train. Aww. So people have like, Multiple witnesses have seen this. Wow. Multiple. So many customers and staff members alike have claimed to have seen the man dressed in a conductor outfit in and around the trolley. I'm not too sure when, but it was actually funny. So one of these, it was an article I read, and then I was doing my research on this. I love it. I'm just going to go quote what they said. Because of all the ghosts they have in the old spaghetti factory. So funny. It's such a Canadian, like, pun thing to say. Because I love this. I goes, the reason I love it goes, maybe for Halloween, the old spaghetti factory should rebrand itself as the old spaghetti. 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 Spooky spaghetti factory. Spaghetti. That's what it's going to be known as now. The spaghetti factory. Oh my god, I'm so tired. I'm laughing so hard. Oh god. Yeah, the old <laughs> spooky. So the old and spooky spaghetti factory. Gotcha. It's actually kind of a tongue twister. Old oh, and spooky, spooky spaghetti, spaghetti factory. factory. Yeah, it is. Gotta really enunciate. Enunciate, which is not my forte right now. So I like that name of it. We should go to Vancouver. I'm like, can I go to the old spooky spaghetti factory? Otherwise known as Spaghetti. Reservation for Spaghetti's. That should be our name when we had to go be, for a reservation. Yeah. What's the reservation? Spaguli. <laughs> Spaguli party of two. Spaguli party of two. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, God. I'm such a... <laughs> Anyhow, so people have claimed to see this man and this conductor many times. And so one year, the spaghetti factory decided to have a seance. Mm-hmm. And they believe there's a vortex. And this one area of the restaurant, that's where they decided to have the seance. They had a group of people. Mm-hmm. They said all of a sudden, they felt the room change temperatures, got really cold. Things started shaking. The table started shaking. The cutlery started shaking. They have like vintage lamps there, yes. like this old kind of like Tiffany lamps were mm-hmm. shaking back and forth. And all of a sudden, the cutlery, they, everybody went as the cutlery all rise and then boom, fall down. Wow. Yeah. Now, one of the, there was a couple, were they psychic mediums or clairvoyant psychics that were there? And they kept saying, like, there's a man here, there's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. They kept seeing this conductor. So when they were doing an investigation around the building itself, they went into the manager's back office, and 
up like way above like the, I guess, the manager's office or yeah. his desk, rather, there was a picture of that train, the, mm-hmm. like the trolley, with the conductor, and they all said that was him. They, both of them said, that's him. Really? Yeah. So they both described, they said the same thing as a gentleman. He's not malevolent. He's just there. With this trolley. With this trolley. So they said they're not just sure if he died or something happened on that trolley. Maybe mm-hmm. he had a heart attack. He died. But basically, he came with that trolley. So once that trolley was installed. Gotcha. That's, you know, and it's, it's been there for 50 years, right? The rest were for 50 years. So wow. uh, there are speculations about what happened to the conductor. They said he died. Or they also believe that an underground collision that happened and appeared when the train was installed in the restaurant. So there was also apparently an underground collision. Oh, dear. Yeah. So that's what they believe that a lot of activity happened there. Right. So apparently one of those evenings, I said, when they held the seance, that was what they were just a psychic. That's what they were. Now, there's another ghost, so that's a conductor. Another ghost, like there's a flaming auburn hair. There are two stories of a little man with a flaming red hair and a ruddy face who calls out staff members' names. Beth, this is going to be... This is very descriptive. Yes. Rudy man. So I'm just picturing, like... I'm picturing, what's his name? The leprechaun from Lucky Charms. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm picturing. It's magically delicious. It's just like him screaming. He likes to surprise women in the washroom. Charming. Yeah. Peekaboo, I guess. Just like, 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 does he come under the stall? Oh, gosh. That'd be terrifying. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. Just like my nieces when you can't go to the bathroom because it was <laughs> going to the bathroom. Yeah. What are you doing? Trying to pee in peace. Thanks. Close the door. They start banging on the door. Yeah. Two people said they they saw him laughing at them. Oh. So I'm not sure if it's a male. I oh. hope it's not a male because I would give a guy a complex if you see those like Rudy redhead guy laughing at you while you're peeing and then walk away. So, yeah. Maybe he wasn't laughing at them in the bathroom. Maybe they were just laughing at him outside the bathroom. But they said, two people said that they saw him laughing at them. In the bathroom? In the bathroom and then left through the bathroom door. That's creepy. Yeah. At least you're you're on a toilet. So, you're in the bathroom. So, if anything happens, you're in an accident, you're close by yeah i always have fear of like something scare me while i'm in the bathroom yeah. and in north america we don't have those lovely full closed in dudes no. or we have those weird gaps in the doors and the just watch all the scary horror movies where yep. people can slip their head under yep that's what i'm always terrified that's when i watch those movies i'm like <gasps> i always put my feet up yeah. <laughs> just did that with like kick the door that was me i kicked the, i kicked the chair okay, okay so you got the Lucky Charms guy, the contained conductor. Lucky Charms, the conductor, and one woman apparently took a picture, but it was too blurry, so Aww. she never got to see it. I just would have liked to see it, just like a flame. That's actually, you know, what reminds me of what's his name? You know, that angry guy from that movie, Disney movie, the felines one. You know, the one. That oh, anger, was, anger. Yeah, from see, uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. That's it. It was the it was the easiest emotion. I forgot that one. Wow. <laughs> okay, so apparently, get this. Mm-hmm. It's our favorite. So. In 2012, a server was closing up for the night when she saw a little boy run and then he passed her. And then thinking it was like one of the like, strange at this, yeah. somebody's there, considering the restaurant's closed. So the server decided to follow him and she saw him go under the table. The boy looked at her with like empty eye sockets. <gasps> and the server was so terrified that she resigned on the spot. She literally just left. Yeah, I would too. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Now, this boy has been seen many times. Can you guess his description? A little blonde kid? Uh-huh. With, like, Victorian-esque britches? Blue overalls. Always the britches or the overalls. Mm-hmm. One of the two. And I always blonde little And kids. again, 
all I think is like children of the dam or children of yeah. the corn. That's automatically I'm thinking. Yeah. Especially like the like empty eye sockets. But in some That's so creepy. In some accounts, people have said they've seen this little boy blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm. So it depends who the people who it are. is. But like and but this is not the first time. Like there's a couple of patrons, like or sorry, a couple of workers who actually left because of this kid. Because of this kid. So like they like it just, you know, you see him one minute, then he's gone and like That's so creepy. I know. I think as we work with the kids, we're just always terrified for that. <laughs> so apparently this boy, as Edward, has returned many times. Many people have seen him since. Another employee had the same experience where she followed the boy, again, under the table. Right. So the same MO, like this kid yeah. always runs under the table. She went to get the manager, but upon returning, the ghost disappeared, leaving cutlery piled at the table center. Ooh. Yeah. So this kid's always taking things. Another employee said that this think this little boy is responsible for bending cutlery in the restaurant. Okay. Managers came by to see how however the cutlery came back to normal shape. Mm. So one minute's bent, one minute's normal. One customer saw the boy's reflection in the mirror and was spinning around the column near the front desk. When she turned to look at the boy, he disappeared. Wow. So this boy has been there many times and they call him Edward. Again, there's no though they said According to, again, the same psychics mm-hmm. I visit, they said his name is Edward. Okay. But there's no history. There's no account. They couldn't find anything. That's but again, creepy. that's because it's a gas town and the fire. There's so much history. Yeah. So we don't know. Like, so much tragedy had happened that I should be interested to go back to look at if there's any deaths that would happen. Because all those buildings that happened during the fire. Yeah. And especially during, like, the 1930s when it was a flop house, how many children that probably lived there with their mothers and fathers, whatever, yeah. who did live in, like, in very precarious, like, situations. Yeah, you never know. Little kids kind of died. Yeah. Now, this one is interesting. <laughs> a balloon in hand, like, okay, so apparently another one, a hole in a red balloon, a ghost of a little girl often appears at the table by the front window. A little girl holding a red balloon? A little, yeah. Can you guess what I thought? It, Pennywise. Yep. That's all I thought was Pennywise, yeah. right? So... <laughs> So it's little kids. I'm telling you, kid ghosts tr- scare me, guys. I'm sorry. I love kids, but children ghosts freak me out. Because it seems so unnatural. Like, what would allow a child to be stuck here? Right. That's exactly. Right. So that's where the law of camps and theories that people believe yeah. that it's not a ghost. It's something more malevolent. Yeah. And I kind of feel the camp. Yeah. Because some kids I worked out there are kind of malevolent. <laughs> oh, dear. Hashtag truth. Oh, come on. Whatever. <laughs> We all say that. We all think that. We all think of the little devil, literally. So the little girl says she was looking at her mother, but when she and her friend left the table, they tell the manager the ghost disappeared. Wow. So we have a conductor. Mm-hmm. We have the little, we have the red angry man yeah. who likes to laugh at people. We have the little girl. And then apparently these are not the only ones. These are other accounts of other people seen. Okay adult figures but they're not descriptions of the ones that are counted for this this sounds more and more like a children's tv show as this goes on right but these are all like a conductor a little boy a little girl a possible <laughs> leprechaun and parents who are kind of there but you never see them i know just saying it's like, it it's like a, a cbc children's show well we did talk with last time like we did we like i'm sorry and I posted on our Facebook. In the 70s and 60s, we, and even 80s, some of the most messed up, mm-hmm. I mean, trip, like, induced, like, acid-induced, yeah. like, TV shows were created. Oh, completely. Like, 
there was one example. I try to remember there was a TV show. It was like Ghost Rider with like the ghost of the, you know, the tricycle. Like it was like somebody riding the tricycle. Oh, scare the crap out of me. Interesting. That was the creepiest thing. Even as a child. That creeped you. The concept of a child ghost freaked me out. No understand. Adult ghost? No problem. Yeah. Something about a child ghost, even as a child, freaked me out. Super unnatural. Carol Ann from Poltergeist. (laughs) Even though she wasn't a ghost, she freaked me out. Come into the light. I know. Carolina, come and do the light, darling. She actually freaked me out that also the lady that, but she's pretty kick-ass. But yeah, so that oh, is wow. the uh, old Spagooter factory. Spagooter. <laughs> Spagooli. I like Spagooter better. Spagooter. Spagooter. So can, you can be Spagooter, I'll be Spagooli. Spagooli. I'm seriously going to use that name from now on. You should. I and actually, when you want to come over for Spagooli dinner? Spagooli dinner? I like this. I like this a lot. Spagooli? Spagooli. You guys can come over. We're going to do a spaghetti supper. Spaghetti dinner. We'll do like, you know, when they have those church fundraisers, yeah. spaghetti factory, or spaghetti, spaghetti dinners. dinners. We're going to have some spaghetti dinners. Try to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> and we'll get like, we'll get like ghost figure go pasta. Spaghetti. <laughs> I think I might actually have some of that stash somewhere. Mm. I am it's so chef boyardee ghost cans. So. Oh my gosh. Chris loves that stuff. Does he really? I think it's nasty. I can't do it. Blech. But I, I can seriously it. go for a. You guys can hear. Ooh, popos on the rise. <laughs> I can seriously go for like a big plate of spaghetti meatballs right now. Nice. Lots of garlic and garlic bread. <gasps> I'm so hungry. So also at Spaghetti Factory research. Now you're all set. Spaghetti Factory. Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> and I call them like, yes, is this the Spaghetti Factory? <laughs> and like it's a battle of Ouija accent. <laughs> yes, is this the Spaghetti Factory? I like to make it. Hey, I can it's me, Mario. Sarah, my cousin Sarah in England, who my uncle has a pizzeria in. Oh, can you please, so nice. can you please tell your dad to make a pasta dish for me called Spaghetti, please? I'd be really <laughs> That'd excited. Be amazing. And talk with that. She actually messaged me. She's like, she was so excited because they start bringing in Manitoba flour and they love it. Oh, nice. As my, my family in England, my uncle has the best. If you guys are in England ever, please go to my uncle's pizzeria. I'm not just saying that because he's my uncle. Legit the best pasta and pizza. What's it called? La Caverna. La Caverna. It's like, oh, so good. I crave it all the time. It nice. is. My uncle would make me my own like personalized pizzas. And he's got the wood oven pizza. Oh, that's so good. Legit. It is the best. So La Caverna. Guys, go check it out if you're in England. If you ever yeah. want to go somewhere for a good pizza. Actually, who goes there? Jamie Oliver. There you go. Mm-hmm. He actually there goes go. there. So, you know it's a good place when Jamie Oliver goes there. Just saying. You know it's nutritious. Spaghetti. Hey, that's a good spaghetti. So, anyhow, enough of my spaghetti talk. Mm-hmm. Before we get into Beth's story, it's now time for our Random Canadian facts. And now for some random Canadian facts. Okay. So, <laughs> so actually a few of them I found and I kind of got excited because mm-hmm. there is so many. Okay. So because we're in the West Coast, I'm going to stay in the West Coast for our random Canadian facts. There's an island called Den Man's Island in Vancouver. And it is the coolest thing ever. So Stanley Park is one of the most beautiful parks in Vancouver Trail, but it's also close to one of Canada's most chilling sites. Graves across the water towards a dead man's island, an old graveyard where ghosts are said to still roam. (laughs) So dead man's island has a particular bloody history. It was a site of a deadly battle among the coastal, so the coast Salish tribes 
in the 1700s and was used for the indigenous, uh, I don't like to use indigenous, but the First Nations burial grounds. Later centuries, settlers of the European descent were also laid to the rest of this island. Today, the site has a Navy base where it revisits and say that people could hear footsteps, chains being dragged around in the dead of night, and there's nothing around, and it just apparently is just an ominous, creepy like place. So yeah, Dead Man's Island, where we also have other islands and weird places. Mm-hmm. Again, I guys talked about, I'm not going to go too much on a gas stuff because I really give you the history of it. So, but there's also apparently another place called Parker's Ghost Town. So I'm going to give you a little history of this. So the isolated and deserted, the ghost town is close to the Sea and Sky Trail, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. It's a must, obviously, if you have never been there, you need to go there. So although Parker's Ghost Town has no history, the supernatural events, this Vacant village can be little disconcerting. Parkas was originally a small logging town. It was founded in 1926 after the Barr Brothers Lodging Company bought by the land of the Parkers family. Soon, 70 loggers were living in the town. However, the Great Depression again hit Canada. The logging companies went to receivership and the town was eventually abandoned. Today, you can tell the town if you can actually go it's like little small. It's frozen in time. Aww. Everything's still there. Strange sights include half-collapsed houses, a decaying truck in the 1950s, and a car slowly being consumed by a grown forest around it. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. So, weird facts. That's pretty cool. Not so much weird facts, but cool. That's interesting. That's a cool little, like, travel place. So, if you ever want to hit Vancouver, definitely going to hit Gastown, Vancouver. Because, by the way, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. Cobblestone, it's just, it is such a cool place. So many good restaurants there. Then you want to hit, obviously, you want to, if you can, go to See the Dead Man's Island, but the also Parkhurst goes down, which next time I'm there, because the sea and sky trail is just... Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It is so cool. I just, like I said, Vancouver just, it is like the most jaw-dropping thing going, you're like, you see the ocean, then the mountains, it just, it's beautiful. So, yeah. So, That's awesome. Yay, let's go. <laughs> and thank you for your lovely salmon out there, because I do like West Coast talk, I think. Well, I'm going to be going a bit closer to home, someplace we're pretty familiar with. And uh, shocking, it has a connection to the War of 1812. <gasps> Kelsa, please! I'm telling you. So this one, it's kind of interesting, because I'm going to be talking about the Brock Amor Manor. Brock Amor. I always want to say Brunswick. It's not. It's Brock Amor Manor. Uh, why do I want to say it like and that? the ghost, known as Sobbing Sophia, which I'm kind of surprised we haven't talked about yet. So this one kind of reads like a who's who of the War of 1812. Mm-hmm. With a bit of a, a romantic twist. So, all I'm thinking right now is, oh my gosh, Outlander. Oh, yes. As we both just take a moment and pause. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> so, basically, Brockmore Manor was built on land that was originally belonged to the Mohawk chief and Joseph Brandt. But in 1805, Captain John Powell, who was the son of Chief Justice William Dummer Powell, D-U-M-M-E-R, I didn't mm-hmm. say that right? Dummer. Acquired it and is said to be the first person to actually build on the land. So Captain Powell was also the son-in-law of, oh, I'm not even going to, A-E-N-E-A-S, Aeneas? Aeneas? Shaw, who was good friends with John Graves Simcoe, who we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. So all these guys fought on the British side during the Revolution. Mm-hmm. So Captain Powell built this home for his wife and his family in 1809. Isabel's sister, Sophia, joined them later on. So as destiny would have it, this would lead to a dashing young Isaac Brock meeting Sophia and they would fall completely in love. Cool. But Uh-oh. as these stories go, oh no, it was forbidden. Oh no. 
Brock was shown to be a debtor in approximately the sum of 3,000 pounds, which was pretty big blow because Brock only had a salary of 1,000 pounds per year. So three times his yearly income, he's said to be in debt. He wasn't from nobility. that's a lot. Yeah. He wasn't from nobility, any of that. Eventually, his brother gave him some help, and then all the debts were paid off. But at this time, he was still in love with Sophia, and his family was saying, no, you're in debt. You're not noble. No. So they secretly got engaged. However, sadly, on the early hours, October 13th, 1812, Brock awoke to the sound of cannon fire as the War of 1812 was happening. Mm-hmm. And that was the last he would kind of be seen. Sophia didn't get to see him after that. It's said that a marksman from the American side stepped forward unseen from the bushes about 50 yards away from where Brock stood and shot him in the chest, ending his life. Mm. His men managed to retrieve the body, but unfortunately, obviously, yeah. he passed away. Sophia had never married after that, she never married, Aww. nor did the people see Sophia again as often. And in her last few years, nobody saw her. But instead, they saw her crying from the second floor window of her home. Mm-hmm. So this is how she became known as Sobbing Sophia. Sophia. So it's said now, if you go to the B&B named Brockamore Manor in Negron the Lake, she can often be seen standing beside an armoire at the end of a hall, crying and waiting for her love. Isn't that sad? That is so sad. Okay. Yeah. I know when we're going for Valentine's Day. Right? <laughs> Beth and I are going to have a romantic we'll dinner. Have a romantic right? dinner. But I yeah, wanna... so apparently she's said to just be crying at the armoire, still mourning the loss of Sarazic Brock. Yeah. That is that is so heartbreaking. Isn't that sad? That is sad. Poor girl. It is such a pretty. That place is so pretty. And yeah. that's right off of the main strip. Right? Or, yeah. So she roams the hallways and cries. And that's the most. How old most were they? They could have been that old. I think they were probably in their he late did, teens, early 20s. Because he, he was fairly young. when he yeah. well, you No, know, not fairly young, young, but in standard, I think. Let's find out. Sir, we'll Google that. But yeah. But it's actually a beautiful B&B. You can actually stay in the Lady Sophia suite, which was <gasps> probably her bedroom back in the day. Yeah, the place is beautiful, but that seems to be the big one. I also find it kind of funny because everyone says they see Sir Isaac Brock everywhere in Niagara on the Lake. Yeah. Like, he, that ghost roams the town. Well, our friend Peter Sacco, he mm-hmm. lives not too far from the monument. Right. And that area is actually quite... Because, like, that's the trail, the Sir Isaac mm-hmm. Brock trail, and that's where... Remember, he's telling us about a lot of the, uh, the war that happened there, and a lot of people die there. So, not to make light of this, but I'm like, is she crying because... She's lost Sir Isaac Brock, or is she crying because he's just roaming around all town and not spending time with her? I know. These are the questions I have. But yes, yeah, so my story was a bit a bit shorter because we have covered a lot of Niagara on the Lake before, but I just thought this was kind of an interesting one because of all the family connections. Or or it can be like a typical guy. He got lost, but you know, he doesn't want to ask for directions. <laughs> so he's just roaming endlessly for the last two hundred years because he does he had too much pride. Nope, I would find it somehow. I would find it. And he's been wandering around because he's got too much pride, he doesn't want to ask. Yeah. Or he went up for cigarettes and just got lost. Got really. lost. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, so that's the tale of Sobbing Sophia. Okay, another cool fact mm-hmm. about Niagara Lake. I, yeah. I did mention this. The movie Dead Zone mm-hmm. was filmed in Niagara Lake. Ooh. So if you guys have never seen Dead Zone with a young Christopher Walken and is it Martin Sheen? It's I, I, a, I'm not it's a Stephen, Stephen King film. Oh, okay. It's actually very, he was a teacher. It's actually very cool. Failed the concept of it. Amazing. Yeah. It's actually filmed in Niagara the Lake. That's very cool. And I believe Brockmore is like not too far from the shot there. Like yeah, it's, it, they use it a lot for the yeah. shot festival. I'll see if I can put up. They actually have like a 
couple like little YouTube videos about Rockmore Manor and the ghost and things like that. So we'll put it up on our Queens and Heights. That's where it's known as. Yes, Queens and Heights. Heights. But yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of a touching little story that they fall in love and then finally when he's out of debt and they can get married, he dies. I'm not gonna lie, he's a pretty handsome dude here. Yeah, he's not a bad looker. He's he's not, not. No, no, he's got a very distinct look. But Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. There wasn't enough pocket protectors and I wear glasses back in the day for me. Well, I, I, we always laugh about this. Like, you know, that whole, you know, when you watch Outlander, because it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. But men back in the day would never have been that jacked. They would never be that buffed like that. Yeah. With de- six pack. Maybe strong arms. I heard the most disturbing thing from an interview with Henry Cavell. So Don't he- ruin Henry Cavell no, on I'm me. Not, I'm not going to. But this is how much these Sorry. crazy actors do to get in that. Oh, yeah. Shit. When they don't drink. They dehydrate themselves to break the, the day before. Yeah. I'm like, that is. That's what a lot of them do. Yeah. Apparently, Hugh Jackman did that for all the Wolverine movies. And yeah. So, of course, I'm like, no wonder you don't want to do them anymore. But it takes so a I used to more. argue with you more. But now I agree with you. They were probably a lot more jacked than we were. But they were definitely not that jacked. That, that's insane. No. Obviously, health. That's, yeah. Food. Scarcity. Probably like died a lot of like scurvy because we scurvy. eat vegetables and limes and lemons. It happened. It People happened. got scurvy. That was a big sailor issue going yep. back to yours. Yep. So, yeah. anyhow, I so like your stories. A little roommate. I know. Yours is, well, it is close to Valentine's Day. It is close to Valentine's Day, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Or as I like to call it, February 15th, happy 50% of chocolate day. Don't get Valentine's. I've never gotten into Valentine's Day. Well, the, well, I just like the chocolates. I like the like all like the cute stuff. Like a lot of bakers have like fun heart shaped donuts. Yeah. yeah, I like hearts. I do like hearts, but they're cute. Although the the whole history of Valentine's Day is actually yeah. pretty gruesome. So maybe we'll talk about that closer to, <gasps> to our next day. episode. Yeah, we will talk about that. The gruesome, like my bloody Valentine. Day. We could do a whole thing in creepy Valentine's Day movies. Which one did you like better, the original one or the one with Jensen Knuckles? Because I know you're a fan of Jensen Knuckles. I don't like the remake movies. How I feel about remake movies. That's fair. I did enjoy the cheesy 3D-ness of it all, though. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, no. I would like to... Yeah. Anyhow. That's fair. We'll that's a, that's an, another time, another story, another podcast. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Spagooter. Spagooly. Sorry, spagooly. That's totally going to be our date name when we go out and make reservations We have to now. make reservations. Oh, my gosh. That's the best name. Spagooly. Oh, I like Dora Bola Spagooly. Oh man, one of those days for sure. Just one of those days. Yeah, but yeah, we definitely need to go on a trip again soon. I'm yeah, getting a tree for it too. So, where do you guys think we should go? Should we spend yeah. a night Brockmore? If you guys think we should spend a night Brockmore, I'm going to post that on our Instagram. Yeah, to give us, us a poll to see if you guys think we should spend. Or if you can find a place a little bit more economic that you'd like us to stay. Not if we, we can go during like a cheap night. That's true too. That's true too. So yeah, let us know if there's any places near you that you think we should check out. Any haunted locales. And if you worked at the Spaghetti Factory or have been to the old Spaghetti Factory downtown. Yeah. I wonder Gatto. if the Toronto one's haunted. Because we have one in Toronto. I assume it is, but... I don't know. We'll have to update that in the next podcast. Hmm. Interesting. Because everything else in that area is, so might as yeah, well be. I know. I know. But I'm legit. I'm hungry now for spaghetti meatballs. Let's go get some spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. So thanks for joining us for episode 34. And again, we always forget to introduce ourselves. Oh, I just assume they all know my annoying voice by now. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Grace. You guys. Thank, thank you for, for joining us. Yeah. And please do follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Facebook, if you're still on that. On Twitter, yes. We've got some people. Getting, we're getting likes. Like, we're getting like, hey, oh, good. Like page. 
Nice. I know we're not as active as on. I'm more active, I think, on on Instagram than I am Facebook. Me too. Because I find with Facebook, there's so many, there's a lot of, uh, like, advertisements and stuff. I just, like, kind of, like. And if you're a younger listener and know what's the next thing now after TikTok and Instagram, please let us know. Oh, gosh, TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know because I don't know. I like Instagram. It's fast and you get the story out there. And I like the short stories and Mm -hmm. 24-hour ones. Pretty cool. Okay, guys, so thanks for joining us for episode 34, and we'll see you for next episode 35. Remember, is it haunted or history? Listen to find out. Take care. Bye. Bye.